One of the most common words from Sanskrit that's become part of the English language is guru. Now you see, we are saying that we want to Sanskritize English by bringing non-translatables. But there's a wrong way to do it, which means that you could bring the Sanskrit word into English in a distorted way. So words like Pandit, words like Guru become trivialized. That's not what we mean by Sanskritizing uh, English. It has to be with the proper meaning. So the word Guru has uh, one connotation is any kind of uh, expert. So there is insurance Guru, there is Wall Street Guru, management, you know, man guru. management Guru, things like that. And uh, the other meaning is as teacher, teacher of anything from soccer to cooking to any, they can sort of translate the word guru in that way. Now the word teacher is defined as a person who teaches or instructs, especially as a profession. So that's what a teacher is. So how would you differentiate guru from that? Yeah, the guru, in the original sense of the word guru is actually very important. As Krishna says that Acharya Mamrijaniyat, Nav Manyet Karichit, Nav Martya Buddha Suyet Sarva Deva Mayoguru. He makes a very strong statement that Guru is Sarva Deva Maya, means he is actually personification of all the Devas, hmm. which means that if you can approach a qualified Guru and serve and worship and learn, it is as good as worshipping God or worshipping any of these other devas. So Guru Ekupasana Ek Buddha. He says that Guru, just by worship of Guru, you can go beyond this material world. He is Guru Karnadharam. Guru is like a captain for the boat to cross over this material world. So the original meaning of the word Guru is in that sense, that mm. it is God who manifests himself as Shabda Brahman, hmm. as we have been speaking. It is he who gives the Vedas for the benefit of humanity so that they can elevate their consciousness and understand, live happily here and become free from the bondage of Maya. Hmm. But God is not physically present to us. So then he himself comes in the form of Guru. Hmm. So, in Bhagavad Gita also he says, Tadvidhi pranipate ne pariprasnena sevya updekshanti te gyanam gyaninas tattvadarshina. So, Guru is a tattvadarshi who knows the tattva, who knows the truth, the reality. And you approach him or her and learn and make your life successful. Hmm. So, that is the original meaning of the word Guru. Therefore, Guru Devo Bhava. Hmm. This is the teaching last instruction given used to be given when the student completed education in the Gurukula and when he is leaving. So then this is the instruction given by the teacher, Matri Deva Bhava, Pitri Deva Bhava, Atiti Deva Bhava, Guru Deva Bhava. So this instruction is given because it is Guru who opens the eyes. Jnana Timrandhasya He gives the knowledge to open our eyes. And that's how the word guru is also defined. Sometimes they say that guru means guru. Guru means ignorance, ru means remover. One who removes your ignorance is called guru. So the meaning which is contained by the word teacher, that does not convey that. That does not capture all this meaning. Hmm. 
although the sense of teacher and expert, this is contained in the word guru. Right. So the guru is a superset, a bigger meaning than right. just teacher. Yeah. Teacher is part of the guru's yeah, job. Teacher could be a you know, teacher for karate, for judo. For when you have a guru who's teaching something like uh, uh, military weaponry, mm-hmm. uh, but that's called guru also right. in Mahabharata. Yeah. So how do you uh, explain that? It's not necessarily uh, teaching him worship but he's teaching him weaponry. Yeah, but this is our misunderstanding. We think that when Dronacharya is teaching to Arjuna weapons, that he's just teaching him how to shoot arrows. No, he's, he also was teaching him something beyond that. Hmm. You know, these Brahmastras, Varunastras, Indrastras, all these Astras, they are not just physical arrows. They are hmm. containing higher science, hmm. science of chanting mantras, controlling your senses and then how to empower your arrow with the power of that mantra into it. Hmm. So, this military science or, you know, any other science, Thapatya, the engineering, they were all part of the Vedas. There are four Hmm. original Vedas, which are more, you know, you can say theological, philosophical, metaphysical. But then we have Upavedas, like Ayurveda, Thapatya Veda, right? So, these Jyotis, so these are the practical parts of the Vedas. Mm. So they are also part of the Vedas. So this martial art was not something independent right, shooting. Right. So, so what we are saying is that the Vihavarika, the guru who is teaching something Vihavarika, that Vihavarika is no, linked to the Paramarthika. Right. That's why just as a Brahmana respects the Shastra, Vedas and worships them, Kshatriyas would respect their weapons like that. Right. You know, you, this is one of the reasons why India fell under the rule of the foreign right. invaders. Right. Because Kshatriya would not touch his weapon in the morning before he has bathed and chant his Gayatri Mantra. Mm. Kshatriyas also had sacred thread in those right. days and they right. chanted. And then only they will worship their weapon and then treat it like this was like their god. Right. So, so the, there's a whole ethics to fighting also. Right. It, it was Dharma Yuddha. Right. So in India, everything was ultimately related with God. Right. There was a divine part to it. Right. And that's why Krishna says that this is Dharma Yuddha. And if you do this, Hatava Prapsasi Svargam, Jitvava Bhokshasai Mahim, that if you get killed, you will go to heaven. You will go to Swarga. So that reason was that this was part of their Dharma. Mm. Guru teaches you something in the context of dharma. Right. Even though it may look like uh, vivarik stuff. Yeah, it may look like secular to you. Right. But actually, it is part of the divinity. Right, right, right. So, that is the sense of guru. And therefore, there was so much reverence for that. I mean, you, we, earlier in one of the episodes, we spoke about Dronacharya and Eklavya. Mm. So, Eklavya was also treating guru like that. Mm. Would, would any... You know, person who is learning martial arts like that be having such a reverence for their teacher mm. as Eklavya had for Dronacharya? No, I cannot imagine that. Is then there also another connotation that Guru uh, also exemplifies character? Yes. It's not just skill in something. So you don't expect the Guru to go and get his student drunk and go involved in all kind of... His own lifestyle has a certain character. Yeah. He has So a teacher... It could be, in the modern sense, he could be a teacher of mathematics, but it has nothing to do with what kind of a life he's living. Yeah, he may be smoking, drinking. He can go with his own student, a professor in the university, and be sitting in the bar 
drinking. So that's that, that would uh, okay, but that would violate the guru ethics. Yeah, guru, you cannot imagine that guru will do something like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot think guru has a character. Yeah. So that's a very important thing yes. because teacher uh, can be a brilliant teacher, do very well, get promoted, and all that f without having anything to do with the character. Yes. Uh, people will say he's doing his job and don't get into his personal life, but guru, his personal life is important. It is more important than the other part. Yes, yes. Because if the Guru does not have a good character, then uh, you actually will not have reverence and then you will not really learn from that person. You mentioned that the character of the Guru is very important. Right. So, can the Guru charge money for his services? Well, traditional Guru will never charge money. It is not custom. The students come and they study because the Guru's interest and aim was not to make money, but it was his uh, drive and his passion, so to say, to teach. And it was his also dharma to do that. So therefore, he would not charge money for that. But the students, they would give what is called Guru Dakshina at the end of education. Mm. And if they want to give in between by their will by their choice, that is all right, but it was not something forced that there is a fixed amount of fee or charge has to be given to the Guru. So this is a, also one of the distinction between Guru and teacher in the modern times. And uh, you can still see in uh, you know many places like you know you go to music gurus these days and then you study from them. So it is not that they have some fixed fee. Of course, things are changing, but uh, not everyone is like that. I personally studied from my guru and I had another you know, guru, Nyaya. I studied more than 20 years and uh, there was no such thing as paying some regular fee or anything. From my own you know, heart and liking and to help them, I did what I could, but it was not like I have to do it. And I am same, I teach, but I don't have any fee, I don't charge. In fact, I keep teachers with me, whom, you know, I paid for their maintenance and their teaching, but no student has to pay anything. So this is our custom in India. Otherwise, everything becomes a business. So we have a system where the inner being, the quality of the inner being, uh, manifests in outer activities which you can teach other people also. So therefore you cannot divorce the two, you cannot uh, separate the two. Uh, whereas I think in the western system uh, the competence of a teacher and how you are performing as an employee and so on really has nothing to do with your inner life. Yeah, so therefore Guru is also an exemplary person. Yes, So he's a role model. Right, he's a role model and uh, in fact we say that, that Guru is not just teaching in the classroom. But he is teaching all the time because by seeing his character, his behavior, how he deals in personal life. So that is also an education which is missing in the modern education system. Yes. See, in the modern education system you can become engineer, but then you don't learn how I have to do deal in my family life. Mm. How to deal with my wife and children when I get married. How do I have to deal with my parents. But in the Gurukula you lived with the family of the Guru. So you also saw how he is treating his children, how he is treating the students and how he is dealing with other people in the society. 
So this was an example for them. So Guru 24-7, his lifestyle is important right. and uh, is to, uh, used as a role model for the students. So the, it, the Guru is not sort of uh, isolated subject matter, uh, uh, disconnected with his character. It, no, it, that not would not work. No, so that's not. the difference between uh, Guru in the traditional Sanskrit sense and a teacher in the Western sense. Yeah, so in India, if you see, I mean, even now, if you see some Gurus, you know, who may be teaching say music you know the good they will have some character eh? mm. you cannot you don't think of doing the same thing as say music teachers in the mm. modern society right or taking maybe drugs and right right drinking right. and all right. that thank you okay. thank you this is very interesting thank you